Welcome to Fabulous After 50, the podcast for women wanting to make the most of their lives. My name is Julie Kennedy, and I am your host. I am delighted to welcome Christine Galère to the show today. Christine's a top-level executive coach, team coach, mentor, assessor, with an impressive amount of experience in very many different industries and different fields. A specialism in leadership, culturality, which I thought is a very good word, and emotional intelligence. So welcome, Christine. Thank you for sharing with us here today. Can I ask you to briefly introduce yourself, maybe, you know, who you are and why you do what you do before we get into the topic? For sure, for sure. Thanks, Julie, for having me here today. That I'm really delighted to be with you. And well, I am, well, I'm French, as you can hear from my accent. I'm currently based in Italy. I got, let's say, a past corporate career working as a head of marketing in Europe. And I moved to coaching as a new career something like 15 years ago. Okay. The reason why I decided to do that move was to have a significant impact on people's lives, actually. You know, it was just to try to help people to really express their potential but also help them to resolve some of the issues they might have. And that's also how I came to emotional intelligence. Right, which is very important for us. So I'm very grateful for you for, for talking about it. So where do we know, right? We hear about emotional intelligence. So there was quite a buzz yeah. around it. But, you know, really what it is, how we can, you know, harness ours, which yeah. is the topic for today, and, and why it's important and what it can bring us is something that we don't talk about so often. So why, yeah. what was it about emotional intelligence which then decided you to, to dedicate your, your professional life to helping others? Well, it has been really the fact that suddenly I realized by coaching executives that there were some blocking points at some stages. And those blocking points were not so much linked to rationality, logic, analysis. You know, they were very good at that anyway. But they were, they were connected to their emotions. The right. ones that they were not really considering, that they were putting aside, and there were those emotions were just coming, you know, in the middle of their objective. Right. And so, in order to address that and to make to become even more effective as a coach, I thought I would need to further study it first and then really apply it in my coaching practice. Right. So, I mean, should we define it maybe first? How do you define oh. emotional intelligence? Well, the way I define it is by being simply more clever, let's say intelligent with your emotions. How, you know, emotional intelligence is not just about emotions. It's not just about being very sensible. No, not at all. It's, it's about bringing together rational aspects and emotions so that you can act more intentionally so it's right. like moving from reacting to make a response i would say right so it's not just the emotions it's it's basically no. how we use them and i mean okay we're talking to a 50 plus audience here so we or i like to think but little yes, by little yes. little by yes. little we get to know ourselves better yeah, little by yeah. little we start to understand what our triggers are you know what yeah. are those moments when we afterwards you know feel a bit disappointed in ourselves when we think, well, that's not who I truly am. You know, why did I react that way to yeah. this situation? So that's what we would call it emotional intelligence then. 
Yeah, let's see that that would be also exactly what you pointed out, you know, the triggers. Right. The triggers are part of what we call patterns of yes. behaviors or mental schemes. Okay. Meaning that each time you start to react in a certain way to a situation, that and you 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 realize that something has happened which is similar between one situation and another. And right. you keep on reacting exactly that way while you acknowledge the fact that that's not very efficient. Yes. Okay. So it's exactly that. It's really important to be self-aware, to understand so why you are acting this way, what makes you react that way, in such a way to decode it and right. say, okay, what are the feelings that were at play? What, what were my thoughts at that moment? You know, and what has been the consequences of all of this on my actions? Right. So, so, yeah, the patterning. So that's things that we've picked up, you know, strategies that at the time we thought yeah. were useful for us. Right. At different stages of our lives. Often, I think, yeah. they're very young, aren't they? That we learn to react in a certain way because we yeah, want to yeah. please yeah. or we want to defend yeah. ourselves, etc. But at some point we realize that they're not serving us anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say that, you know, well, we learn how to behave on, on the one hand, but sometimes it's not very efficient or it's not the best version of ourselves. Okay, right. and that's the issue. And I guess that, you know, by aging, we become hopefully more aware or self-aware, right? Yes. right? And actually, well, we, we can also be more in tune with our own emotions. Just to try to catch their messages. Why? Also because we face at that age a certain kind of hormonal imbalance. Okay, right. that yes. creates, you know, kind of yo-yo effect of our emotions or our emotional and I guess that, you know, by listening more to our, emo to our emotions and using them on top of our logical aspects, we then are able to understand the situations more yeah. and what the kind of reaction we'd like to get, you know, what could be the impact of what we're doing or not doing. Okay. And I guess that, you know, you, we, we, by using emotional intelligence better, we can become wiser right. and peaceful, you know. And in that case, you know, I, I guess that after 50 years old, you feel like, you know, that there's a kind of peace inside yourself. Yes. And we will need to simply cultivate it. And emotional intelligence can be a good to cultivate it. And that can also be then, I'm thinking, you know, I might totally resonate with what you're saying about, about that feeling of, of deeper peace. And I know that well, for me personally, it also comes from the fact of starting to own maybe the emotions that I haven't liked so much about myself, you know, instead of pushing them away or ignoring them or pretending, no, yeah. that's not me. It's more a fact of, okay, you know, I'm not perfect. It's yeah. okay. But what yeah. are the parts that I, I can control? Because it's all about well, control, it's about being our authentic self, isn't it? So it's not yeah, letting yeah. other things make us act in a way which isn't in line with our values, which is a reaction. Yeah, like we yeah. it's about being authentic, empathetic at, the, empathetic at the same time, I would say. Right. You know, and so let's say respecting ourselves and our values on the one hand, but also be, let's say, connected with other people's emotions so that we yes. respect them as well. Right, right. And I mean, emotions are 
are there for a reason, right? If we go from the principle that everything, you know, that we have very clever bodies and that everything makes sense at some point. So what would you say, you know, we often try to suppress our emotions, or I know lots of women, especially in corporate, where we've been told for years that we're too emotional, etc. How do we then come to terms with the fact that the emotions, I mean, what would you say the the reason of an emotion is? What is the raison d'être of an emotion? Well, of the emotions are providing us some insights because emotions are messengers. They are here to attract our attention on something that matters, on something which is important to us. And if we repress them, actually one of their characteristics is that they will come back each time knocking at that door in a stronger way, right. close to provoking then a kind of a outburst. Right, so, like a pressure cooker, right? If we don't yeah, let them exactly. zoom out a little bit by little bit, it then explodes. Exactly, exactly. So some people believe that, well, emotions are negative, but actually they're not negative because they, they're just sending us some messages. Okay, so the point is first to listen and Obviously, I know, and you, you may also feel that, Julie, that sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes yes. we just feel like, oh, gosh, I don't want to, to feel this way. And we really don't understand why we're feeling this way. Okay. Yes. And, you know, sometimes we simply have several emotions at play at the same time. Also and, true. Yeah. And we tend right. to just think of the first one, don't we? We tend to just, you know, maybe yeah. not look into the whole of what we're feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's here that we need to ask ourselves, well, but is that the only emotion that is at play? If I just feel that big emotion, why did I react this way? Is there something else? And then by doing this, we, we start naming our emotions. And we know that as soon as we start to name them, it's like they, they just calm down. Yeah. You know, it's, it, emotions look like individuals. You know, they, they just need to be welcomed. Yeah, to be seen, right? To be seen, to be considered, okay, to be heard because they're messengers, okay. And once we do that, our emotions calm down, and then we enter in a space where we can understand them, act on it, metabolize it, you know, and decide of the course of our actions. Right. So, I mean, would you say that we all have emotional intelligence, right? Oh, for sure. Right. For sure. So some have it more cultivated maybe than others. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, the great news about emotional intelligence is not the EQ, so emotional quotient. It doesn't work the same way as the IQ, the intellectual one. Why? Because as soon as we start working on our emotional intelligence, we can make it grow. Right. But obviously, we can also have it, you know, regressing if we don't do anything about it. Right. And that so costs it, us, right? I mean, we're not talking about just doing this because it's a good thing to do. We're talking about it because it has a significant positive impact on our lives sure. and, and those around us, right? Because you were talking yeah. about empathy, being aware yeah. of other people's emotions and the, the yeah. broader picture than just maybe the egocentric one of our 20s oh, yeah. or 30s, right? <laughs> yeah. That's correct. Let's say that, you know, there's a kind of a hollow effect of our emotional intelligence. Well, as you said, well, first, we, we, if we think about ourselves, well, we act in a more intern- intentional way. But if you think about other people around us, okay, it means that we have a greater uh, relational effectiveness and that the way we communicate, the words we choose, okay, yes. are more in tune, okay, with the other person's feeling. 
So that person feels in return respected. So we create relationships that are based on the other dimension, okay, that are more reciprocal in a way. And that gives us that more fulfilling feeling of being yeah. honestly who we are, right? Of, of, yeah, of, yeah, exactly. Because we are turned that way. Now, okay, so we've said that some people maybe have it more cultivated than others. So if we're talking about those who don't feel it, who then perhaps haven't even named it emotional intelligence, but feel that, you know, that their lives are not really in their own hands, that they're always reacting to other things and sometimes regretting how they've reacted yeah. to certain things. How does one go about, I mean, we've called this episode harnessing emotional yeah. intelligence. So that's yeah. going from the principle that we all have it. But do people first need to reveal their emotional intelligence to reveal it i guess well start to consider it right. i would say you know start to consider that emotions are not necessarily bad they can be good okay they can help them okay that's you know you, you are touching something like the locus of control some people right. believe that it's external okay that their life is driven by external circumstances okay that doesn't help Actually, no, it's because, a very scary place to be, right? Because yes, you can't, yes. you, it just happens. That's a bit the victim mentality, right? Where stuff yep, just yep. happens to us and there's nothing we can do. Yeah. And that, and you see, Julie, there's, a, there's something else we can use, which is our intrinsic motivation in that case. And by simply, instead of putting our motivational forces on external aspects, let me take some example here like promotions, like the way we look, like the, the recognition we get from other people, you know, status, money. If we, if we have a deep sense of why we're here, the kind of impact we want to have on these herds, okay? The kind of life we want to have and the kind of behavior we want to, to, to have as well and to follow, then we're less, let's say, subjective to high and lows according right. to the way circumstances are moving right yeah so we're guided inside by what we know is is the right thing and of course that that then happiness yeah. let's say or fulfillment is maybe increased if somebody also gives us recognition etc but we're not for dependent sure. on it for exactly. our happiness exactly exactly Right. So, okay. So I'm hearing you say lots of things, you know, about, you know, the emotions are there as messengers so that if we ignore them, then they're only going to come back yeah, stronger. Yeah, so yeah. how, how do we go about doing this? How do we go about then recognizing and then using our emotions in a positive way right. to be authentic and to be better people towards the outside as well whether it's in a business context whether it's in family business context a social context it's i mean our emotions are who mm -hmm. we are so i mean they, they go it's holistic right they affect yes. everything yeah that's that affects everything and and so well if we take leadership for instance okay if we if we think about leadership for me it doesn't mean just Yes. Okay, we have some leadership in our lives, all yes. of us. Okay, yes. so if we think about exercising our leadership, it means as well that we have an influencing power right. if we use it properly. Okay, thanks to our emotional intelligence, we can also grow our optimism. Right. And, you know, in today's context, optimism is really key. Why that? Because I mean, here, let me give you a definition of what I mean here, because it's not exactly what the, the common, let's say, yeah. meaning. It means just considering that there are some alternatives, solutions that may exist and accept that even if you don't see them immediately. Right. So it's a kind of mentality of 
Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and when you have that, you influence very positively people around you because your energy is different, because you smile more, because you have a positive outlook on the future and on the present. Then you attract people that are the same way. But also it's contagious because that's one thing we didn't say about the most is that they are contagious. So if I come, if I come in a room and I'm really excited about something, people will feel my energy, right? Uh, But if I come and I'm nervous, I don't say hello to anyone. I go straight to a desk or to a table. Okay. I I look like hectic. I guess that people will stay away from me. Yes, exactly. Okay. And probably I will have a conflict maybe with someone else, someone in the bar because he, they didn't bring my coffee, let's say, quick enough. Right. So it's a bit like the law of, of return, right? What we give yeah. out is what we get back, right? And what sort yes. of world do we want to create around us? Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it more one of those positive ones? And I mean, I guess that having this state of mind, like you say, or this, mm-hmm. or what are you calling it? This mentality of hope. That then it means that we're no longer governed by fear. You know, you said nervousness, for yeah. example, coming in. All those things are things which are governed by our fear. You know, fear of not being good enough, fear of not being seen, fear of doing yeah. it wrong. I mean, again, we're talking about patterning yeah. here, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so it's, it's, and just as you said, also, I like that, that even if you do not see the possibilities and the options at this point, to just go from a mindset that they yeah. are probably there, so you're They'll not broadening the horizon, right? You're not stubborn yeah, in yeah. your, this is how it is, and this is how I'm being perceived, or... Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's about also resizing the effects of, let's say, events that you dislike, such as, for instance, if you say, well, something bad has happened, okay, and you feel down, it, it, it's fine to feel down, in, let's say, at first stage, right? Yes. But the, the, then, well, you can start to wonder, okay, is that going to affect all the aspects of my life, Bruce? Right. Okay. Or realistically speaking, can I look at it with like, okay, just a part of it. Maybe that's going to affect my personal life or just that part of my personal life or that part of my professional life. But it's not going to contaminate everything. So right. already you, you experience a kind of relief when you do yes. this. Okay. Another thing is as well to say, well, am I going to be able to size the effect? Let's say when I'm talking about sizing the effect, I mean, what will be truly affected? Also stop making it personal, you know, because mm. sometimes we tend to very much blame ourselves. And maybe yes. women tend to oh, do that gosh. a lot. Exactly okay. what I was going to say. Okay. I think that's something we all can relate to. Yeah. And we could say, well, instead of blaming ourselves, let's give the right amount of credit to external circumstances. I'm not mm. saying putting everything on external circumstances, mm. but there's always a, a certain ratio of it. Yeah, right. and also maybe just acknowledging that we did the best we could at that moment. Exactly. Right? Sure. And, and you know, result- yeah. Because we tend to forget, you know, that, okay, maybe we didn't react in the yeah. way that we'd hoped, or maybe the situation didn't turn out. But we we always have a choice what we see about that, right? I yeah. mean, we don't yeah. always choose what happens to us. That's the reality. Nor are we every day full of sunshine. I don't believe in that 24-7 no. positivity, no. you know, life is great sort no, of no, stuff. No. But it's more about, I mean, I'm hearing you say, first of all, about, you know, how we decide to look at it. You know, if we yeah. put everything in one thing, you know, one little thing, and now everything's bad. And yeah. 
that's our fault. Okay. And it's also having, I'm also hearing you talk about, you know, resilience in a way, right? You know, yeah, that yeah, we might yeah. lose it, that, that, that good mm -hmm. value yeah. focused feeling, but it's about getting it back. We're not saying that we should never lose it. It's human to have moments oh, of sure. doubt or anger or, you know, oh. moments when we're not aligned to be able to get it back. Yeah, exactly. So it's about first being aware when you're doing so. Okay. Right. When you start feeling that you are going on that path where you start to see everything in black, say to yourself, but hey, is that really this way? Yes. Okay. What are the risks? Do I have some positive news around me? Has there been something that could give me some hope? Mm -hmm. You know, also that there's another thing, which is the time dimension. For how long will it last? Yes. You know, sometimes yes. we have the impression that everything is damaged and, you know, for our whole life. No, no. Right. it's very rarely true. It's like grandmother's this too will pass adage, right? <laughs> we do <laughs> tend to forget when we're in it, right? We've seen yeah, yeah. exit. But there again, that's that mentality of hope, of optimism, which then... I mean, I guess gratitude's in there as well, isn't it? Yeah, the good stuff, not just at what's missing or just what yeah, went wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's also acceptance. You know, mm. you said something mm. that was very true that resonated so much with me in the fact of saying, well, you know, let's just acknowledge that sometimes, well, we just did the best we could in that very moment. Okay. So acceptance helped us as well to, to be kind, let's yes. say, with ourselves. Yes. And that will go a long way in stopping that negative cycle of blaming ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. Then we're giving out negative or yeah. fearful vibes, which are then bringing more back in return because they're affecting exactly. our environment. What exactly. can we do if we're talking about sharing, you know, okay, obviously. So, so you actually do this as a career, right? You, you help people build emotional intelligence? Yeah. yeah, I help people build emotional intelligence, but practice practicing their emotional intelligence. Okay, so say, literally you know. people and corporations come to you yeah, and yeah. say, okay, you know, I want to, so these are people who are already quite aware, right, of what it is and, and why it's important for them. No. Well, not, all, not always, actually, you know, no. for instance, they come to me saying, well, you know, Mr. X has those difficulties in motivating their people, right. or, you know, or she has that difficulty in engaging with people, okay, or getting some followers behind her. You know, right. okay. Or this other person has a lot of conflicts, who has a communication style which is just a little bit hard. You know, so they not necessarily are really defining it yes. as emotional intelligence. But I know that behind, okay, I hear what you're saying. They don't emotional. name it like that. They don't come in and exactly. say, "Christine, please help me." You know, enhance my emotional well, intelligence. But you can no. hear by what they're saying that that yeah, is exactly. the key. Yeah, right. that's the key. And sometimes it's about being empathetic, for instance. You know, right. it's, you know, well, th that guy is just going straight to the objective, very, very, a very strong drive. The hollow effect of this is a lack of relationship, a lack of connection, right. people leaving, you know, that kind of thing. And that's a topic in itself, isn't it? That the lots oh, of yeah, people sure. see empathy. I mean, I remember having a discussion with my daughter once where I was sort of saying to her, you know, be, and she said, no, but then they'll walk all over me. And I'm like, no, they won't. No, no, no. On the contrary, that's when you create that connection. Yeah. Right, Christine. Yeah. So for those listening right now who, you know, I always pride myself on saying we also give three practical tips that people can put in effect, you know, straight away. These are our 30 minutes of, of coaching yes. for let's take okay. our life in our hands. What can people do? 
Okay, so if we're talking about growing their resilience, okay, I would say the first thing would be recognize their autopilot. I mean, you know, you remember when we talked about patterns and triggers? Okay, learn how to recognize that. You know, sometimes our brains in front of threats tend to react very quickly, but that very quick reaction is not always the best one. And it's also not really intentional. Okay, so learning first how to understand that. And that's why into it. The second is using an optimistic approach. Okay. Okay. And we said three points there. Stop making it personal. Weigh how long it will last. And size the weight effect. The third one, which is a very strong anti-stress, is connecting with people. Right. Okay. And we didn't talk about it yet, but connecting with people means talking about, you know, when you talk about an issue, when you listen to others' perspectives, when you find some kind of support. And actually what we know is that there's a connection between the fact that when we, if we feel, let's say, or we sense the kind of issue someone is facing, automatically there's a kind of connection happening. Yes. Okay. And actually in our brain, we have some myron neurons, okay, that help us understand that. Okay. Help us understand the emotions, the intentions, the feelings of the people. Okay. And some people believe that this is the biological basis of ah. Right. So let's say that, you know, as soon as I try to understand someone, I decode their intention of action. So I will respond, let's say, being in tune with those. And that person will feel understood. Right. And here, there will be the connection, right? But so there's the place where we must also perhaps check, because I know that sometimes also we're quick to imagine based on our experience that that must be what they're feeling. And we can also miss you know miss the trigger and and actually so how does one do that one just sort of checks you know if that is how they're feeling yeah you can you know you can ask the question you know i hear you saying that right okay or you must be feeling this and you see what you get you know that could be a very good way for sure what doesn't help much in those cases is what we call the cognitive empathy Okay, if you get to someone, you hear to that person that you feel a certain disconnect with that person and you put yourself in a place where you're going to analyze and bring a solution, mm-hmm. you'll probably get exactly the opposite of what you'd like to, meaning that that person will probably not buy in yes. the solution. How did you call the, that cognitive dissonance? Cognitive empathy. Okay. Cognitive empathy. So it's based on the brain rather than on feelings then. Is that what yeah. the cognitive? Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Yes. Okay. Uh, th- that's a place where I, w- I was used to stay a long, uh, some time ago. Yeah, um, I recognize uh, it straight away. That's why yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Usually, you know, people would come to me and I would listen to them, to that situation, their feeling, etc. But my brain will elaborate. Totally agree. Yeah. Okay. And that would be based on myself. Yes. What would work for me? Okay. And obviously it's not the same thing for someone else. And usually when people come to speak to you, it's not always for a solution. It's just to be heard. Exactly. To get some attention. attention, And we don't need, very often we don't need more than this. So there Um, again, it's it's tapping into ourselves as well in the way that our our emotions are running away with us. 
yeah. and so that we can fully be there for the other person but like a blank yeah. slate rather than with all of our history you yeah. know clouding the judgment that's very wise I hadn't actually thought of that but that did it did jump out to me straight away and we do do that and and one thing that I also need to learn is is to wait until I'm asked for yeah. all of my you know yeah. I have loads of associations and thoughts and books that I've read sure, and things I've sure, I believe. want to help the you know the intention yeah. is, is yeah. extremely good but it's that you know some people I was actually you know talking about it with somebody yesterday you know it can be a violation of the other person to suddenly yeah. come out with this whole thing so that again is emotional intelligence right it's it's yes yeah. yeah. It's knowing how to take yourself out to, to understand and acknowledge what emotions are playing with you, how you can yeah. use the good ones and how you can sort of turn the other ones, you know, in a dimmer while you're with somebody else and work on it mm -hmm. afterwards so that yes. you're fully there with somebody. Yeah. And as you said, it is the basis. I mean, connection is, is everything, right? Yeah. 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 You know, with, with connection, you, you, you create a vibration among people. Okay, thanks to that, you, you, the dialogue comes to a different kind of level. Yes. And that's actually how you can help people. Yes, yes. So. Very wise words, Christine. Thank you very Thank you. much. I would love to have you back on any other time because I know you have so much more to say. But for today, <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for this. I thought it was very wise and very insightful. And it Thank can you, change everything. So there we are. Yes. So for the rest of you out there, you know, take notes on, on the tips that Christine has just shared and, and play with them, you know, start broadening and, and seeing the effect that it has on your life too. Thank you. Speak to you all again. Thank next you. Time, next Thank week. you again. Thank you for having me here. It was Thank a pleasure, you. Christine. Thank you for listening. Now it is up to you to make it happen. Join me next week for another dose of empowering vitamins as we navigate the marvelous roller coaster we call life. Subscribe and let me know what you think we should be talking about. Take care out there.